Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Monday, July the 19th, 2021. We are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're on page 72, continuing our study of the chapter into action, and starting with the second paragraph. This is perhaps difficult. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Betty W., 12 Traditions, Kathy M., and readers of the text, Nancy P. and Leon B. The reference numbers for yesterday, Sunday, July 18th, Special Edition, 17378. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery to the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Betty W. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Betty. Good morning, Lynn, and good morning, friends. Excuse me. This is Betty W., a recovered compulsive overeater from Central New York. Thank you all for joining me on the line this morning. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
And thank you for letting me be of service, and with that, I pass. Thank you, Betty W. And Kathy M. will read the 12 Traditions. Welcome, Kathy. Good morning. This is Kathy M. from Michigan, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to serve, and have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you, Kathy M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're in the chapter Into Action on page 72, starting with the second paragraph. This is perhaps difficult, reading through 10 lines, ending with the best reason first. If we skip this vital step, and Leon B. is going to read for us. Good morning, Leon. Good morning. This is Leon B. Briefly recovered in Simpsonville, South Carolina. This is perhaps difficult, especially discussing our defects with another person. We think we have done well enough in admitting these things to ourselves. There is doubt about that. 
In actual practice, we usually find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient. Many of us thought it necessary to go much further. We will be more reconciled to discussing ourselves with another person when we see good reasons why we should do so. The best reason first, if we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. Um, man, I guess my high power is really trying to drive something home for me because uh, as I shared yesterday, I just went through um, the, the steps again um, and, and I just did this uh, maybe a week ago. And first of all, doing it with, with an understanding person this time was totally different than picking um, a childhood friend who, uh, who really was trying to get me to not be so hard on myself. Um, you know, there was something in the age 12 and 12 that I remember says that it seems plain that the grace of God will not enter to expel our destructive obsessions until we are willing to try this. And that's on the age 12 and 12 discussion on step five. There's something about, yes, getting it all out on paper. Yes, admitting you've done these things to yourself, you know, and in doing so, you have admitted these things to your higher power. But when you are sitting and you are talking, to another human being, you are coming out of isolation. And those deep, dark secrets that you are holding within that are tormenting you, some may be fancied, as we learned yesterday, some may be real. But, but sitting down and getting those things out is the first step to get, getting you out of isolation. Someone that can have, that has insight and knowledge of of these steps can really help you to get some understanding, especially with a trustworthy a trustworthy member of the of the twelve step community. Can because I have gotten such great feedback, and also giving it away to someone else helps you to see the patterns. You get to that fourth column, and you look at where were you to be making the selfishness. Leon, we're having trouble hearing you. I don't know if you're on speaker or fading off. And here, as you go down each resentment and each fear and each sex um, inventory, um, each part of the sex inventory, they can they can hear those patterns, and they can. And, and I will stop and say, "Hey, this is what I'm hearing," and I was able to get some very good feedback. And some of the things that I was having resentments about were were legit. You know, and that that that, that justified. Leon, we're having trouble hearing you. Able to see this from from a different side. Step four is is the start of action. You know, and that's getting it out of you. You know, but sitting down and getting those things out and talking with somebody that's coming out of isolation. This is this is another huge step. Um, and I would implore anybody once you start this thing. Just to keep going forward. And I pass with that. Yeah, I have a great night. Okay. Thank you, Leon B. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared yesterday or the day before, Please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once, as it does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Vasa O. Marissa Nancy P. P. Dara L. 
Karen Ash, okay. Let me tell you who I heard because there were some names that I didn't catch. I heard Vasa O, Dara L, and Sharon S. Who did I miss, please? Nancy P. Jeanette. Karen K. That, okay, thank you very much. Was that Lynn F? Nancy P. Karen K. Nancy, I got you. Thank you. Okay, mm-hmm. I have Vasa O, Dara L, Sharon S, Nancy P, Lynn F, and Karen K. Please go ahead, Vasa. Thank you. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. Thank you, Lynette. Lynn F. for your service, and I'm Vasa. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts into action. So this is uh, step five. So I remember when I came in, in, in the program, and it is by the grace of my higher power, I did get my abstinence right from the beginning, and I did come for the vanity, and I stayed for the sanity. But I remember thinking in those days, isn't enough of me just putting the food down? Why do I have to do more work? This was uh, it, it talks. It says per, it, this is perhaps difficult, especially discussing our defects uh, with another person. And I would have gone to my grave with some of the secrets that I carried over the years. But it says further down, if we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. Time after time, newcomers have tried to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives. Trying to avoid this humbling experience, they have turned into easier methods. And almost invariably, they got drunk. And again, this was my biggest motive, to not to skip this step, because I didn't want to go back to the food because I didn't think there would be another another day for me to to get my abstinence back again. And I didn't want to start all over again, because I had done that before I came to the program, starting all over, picking it up, put it down, picking it up, and I really didn't want to start all over again. And, yes, I decided I better do this, um, uh, the step, you know, do the writing and find uh, a sponsor that I could share my my history with the food and my life with another human being. And it was frightening. I was saying, well, God knows what I have done. I know what I've done. Why do I have to embarrass myself to tell another human being? Well, I did humble myself. I did find another person, which was my sponsor, my counselor's, whoever, and I'm just so grateful, I, you know, to keep going, you know, to do the steps the way they laid out, not to go back to the food. I didn't want to go back to the food, so that's what I do, what I do, and I don't have the fear of going back to the food any longer because God has been taking care of me all these years by doing what I'm doing. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. Oh. Dara L., it's your turn, followed by Sharon S. Good morning, Dara. 
Good morning. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, I, I love that the big book is very clear about um, what we're supposed to disclose, like that it's not just what, ha- you know, who wronged us and what they did. Um, it's, you know, it's the, it's the things that drive me. It's my own interpretation and filter and, 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 you know, inability to, to accept life as it is and desire to change people and things. And, you know, all of that is the stuff I'm supposed to be talking about because, you know, as someone who I have, you know, I have no issue kind of like talking about what happened. In fact, I, I, I love it. You know, I love talking about how I was wronged and, um, as someone who's been to treatment 16 times and been to like, you know, thousands of hours of therapy and, and, and stood on stages and told my life story to, you know, hundreds of people, like the, the idea of disclosing what happened and who did what to me, like, I don't, I don't mind that. In fact, I kind of get off on it. Like I, I love, um, I love talking about myself, you know, I, what I don't love talking about is um is my part is what drives me is my the warped ways that my mind works and and so that's what I'm sharing and also you know I'd never before invited God into the process like I know this talks about um the solitary self-appraisal being insufficient and really needing to um discuss our defects with another person and that's critical and you know the presence of god for me can't be left out of the fifth step um because i without that spiritual solution threaded through everything it's really just people and you know no human power can relieve me of me you know <laughs> especially not someone who has the same sickness so it's like that identification and also the presence of of God like working through me and working through the other person and and those insights and as someone you know I've taken fifth steps from people before and and because of the presence of God sort of being there with us there are things that I notice you know, when someone else discloses to me the exact nature of their wrongs that I know I'm not noticing. Like, I know that somehow God is is coming through me. Um, and that's been true for me in, in disclosing myself with another person. Every fifth step I've ever given, you know, my sponsor at the time has said something and I'm like, oh my God, that was amazing. And they're like, it wasn't me, it was God, you know. So I, so yes, you know, inviting another human being and God alone is not going to do the work. But also, I think it's so important for me to recognize, like, this isn't therapy. It's not, you know, it's a 12-step program and, and it's a spiritual solution. And that can only happen through working with another fellow, um, through getting rigorously honest about myself and through inviting, um, inviting my conception of a higher power in. Um, and I'll pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dara L. Sharon S., it's your turn, followed by Lynn F. Please go ahead, Sharon. Press star one to unmute, Sharon. Okay, I'm not hearing Sharon S. Lynn F., can you go ahead, please?
Okay. How about Karen K? Are you available, Karen? Good morning. I'm Karen K, recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits don't transfer. Well, I love every page in, in the big book. I had a very powerful um, experience about, you know, this whole Chapter 5 thing and, and you know, doing that, you know, uh, so-called self-appraisal. Well, I don't know about anybody else. When I was doing the self-appraisal in the food or anything else, it was all befogged. It was all, wasn't clear. Uh, I was looking through uh through trees, through forests, I couldn't see anything. And um, I had a very powerful experience last night. You know, there is no part. When I'm looking at my fifth step, it's 100% my part, 100% my part, not my side of the street, 100% of Karen's side of the street, because that allows me to blame. And I was an abused child for a very long time, physically, emotionally, spiritually, for a very, very, very long time. I'm 55 years old now. I'm no longer self-abusing an adult Karen. That happened 45 years ago. And this fifth step, that's the truth and the heart of the matter with me. Yeah, I can look at character defects. I can look, oh, yeah, I'm self-centered, self-seeking, dishonest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all good. But what am I doing to perpetuate the past in my present life? And there was just a slight turn last night that I'd be being able to see what is 100% Karen. Because... I'm not responsible for someone else, how they feel, and I'm responsible for how I feel, whether it's a fact in taking this inventory to be set free to not repeat the patterns. I can't do that without God. I cannot do that without you or my sponsor and all the other help that I get. With that, I will pass. Thank you, Karen Kay. So just to make sure I uh, didn't miss anybody, was there a Sharon S. or perhaps Lynn F. who wanted to share? Hi, I just wanted to check in. My name is Sherry H. and I'm from Maine. Thank you very much. Thank you. Is there a Sharon S. or a Lynn F. who wanted to share this morning? Okay, well, just a reminder to those of us who may have come on the line a little bit early, uh, later, we are in the chapter Into Action on page 72. We're on the second paragraph. This is perhaps difficult. Reading through 10 lines to the best reason first if we skip this vital step. And we're sharing on those 10 lines only. And if you did share Thursday or Friday of last week, please step back and let everyone else take their turn. So who would like to share, please? Melissa G. 
Sorry, C. Jane S. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. If you could just let me tell you who I've heard, please. I did miss a couple of people. So I heard Melissa G, Anne Marie M, Surrey C, Jane S, and Devorah. Who did I miss, please? Okay, well, then that's our lineup. Melissa G., could you start us off, please, followed by Anne-Marie M. Good morning, Melissa. Hi, good morning. Um, This is Melissa G. from Michigan. Um, Yeah, so the fifth step. I think this has to be one of my favorite steps, which I know is probably odd, especially I kept from doing it for a very long time. Um, But I can say that the fifth step was the first time that I wasn't trying to cover up. Um, I think about in my house, I'm notorious for having drawers or closets where I just throw things. And as long as everything on the surface looks great, I'm good. Like my emotional stability is good. I feel good about myself. All while these closets have so much stuff just like falling out of them. And that's kind of what my fifth step was like to me. Um, I've always been kind of like just a superficial person. As long as my hair was good, my makeup was good, my clothes were good, nobody had to know like the ugliness that was on the inside. So I can say that the fifth step was really like the first time I probably really recognized who my authentic self was and was okay with it. Like I was like, yep, okay, that's who I am and that's okay. Um, And it was probably one of the first times that I developed a true relationship with somebody because it was all the other times, the relationships I had built, even with my husband, my kids, they were only getting a part of me. They weren't seeing all of me because I wouldn't dare let somebody see all of me. And it's, you know, I can tell you today, there's many times where I want to slip back into the Let's keep it superficial. Just look at me, and that's all you need. You don't need to know what's on the inside. But that's, um, you know, that's not what God wants for me today. And so it's definitely a practice every day to just be honest and true to people. So um, I appreciate this program, and I appreciate all of you. Thank you. Have a great day. Then star one, please. Okay, I believe Anne Marie M was next. Would you go ahead, yes. Anne Marie. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for your service. And this is Anne Marie M in South Carolina. And through God's grace, I am uh, recovered from compulsive overeating. Good to be here this morning. Uh, You know, on page 63, the bottom of page 63, it says, next we launched out on a course of vigorous action. Well, I needed to do that also with this step. I didn't, I hesitated the very first time that I did um, these steps in this 12-step program. I just hesitated and waited, uh, you know, a few weeks and 
it, it, that that was not very helpful for me. And uh, the things I have, I have a couple of uh, things circled in here. We think, and many of us thought. You know, my thinking got me to uh, uh, being a um, a vigorous compulsive overeater, and I cannot rely on on myself. So I had learned that back in in step three. But when it came to talking to someone about all of my defects of character, oh my gosh, I didn't, I did not want to tell anyone. I was just so afraid the, um, you know, the other person was going to be um, horrified. And uh, to my, uh, you know, I, I found that was that was wrong. It took me a little bit to find out that um, it was a relief. It was, it was such a relief. I needed to do this immediately after I did my fourth step. I couldn't wait until, uh, you know, I felt comfortable or um, it, it, it felt good to go ahead and do this or I, at my convenience. No, as soon as I, done, I had finished my fourth step, I needed to, uh, to launch into doing the fifth step. And, um, you know, I've done it many times. I've been... Um, back and forth with my accidents many, many times, many years. And towards the end, I kind of got, uh, I'd say, lackadaisical about it. I was like, oh, there's really nothing that I need to uh, say. Uh, But, you know, I'm human. And so over all the years, I have built up a lot of resentments and had a lot to talk about. But there were many times where I just brushed over it. I just wanted to get through the steps to get to the end, to get to that title of being recovered, and that did not work. So complete honesty and getting to this step um, immediately after doing the fourth step was what was most helpful to me, and I'll pass with that. Thanks. Thank you, Anne-Marie M. Surrey C., it's your turn, followed by Jane S. Good morning, Surrey. Good morning, Surrey C. Compulsive Overeater, not yet recovered. This is perhaps difficult. Simple, not easy. Not even saying not easy, they're saying difficult. We're going to acknowledge that this is hard, especially discussing our defects with other people. Um, I am terrified to get a sponsor, right? Um, it's a very simple solution, right? Put the food down get a sponsor, work the steps, putting the food down. Okay, I worked on that. Not perfect at it. I've put put certain foods down. I have not touched them since November. Slowly figuring out more foods. I've been on this line for years. I don't regret a single day. I don't regret a single day of coming here imperfectly and working the steps as imperfectly as I am, even without a sponsor. But I I want a step sponsor. I just, <laughs> it's difficult, not simple. Difficult, perhaps, perhaps. Well, I'm going to focus on the perhaps and step into the unknown because into the unknown is where all everything, well, where, you just might as well just sing along with it have fun through the process Um, because I spent yesterday stepping into one unknown, avoiding the unknown of a sponsor. So, because I've been hurt, I've been hurt to the core. Um, My ex 
did nothing. I wasn't physically abused. It was emotional and it was very teeny, teeny, tiny. And you know what? I was guilty too because I didn't trust. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust God. Didn't trust the process. So perhaps difficult. Yeah. But I'm still coming here and just trying to do it a little bit better every day and thanking God for this line. So I passed. Thank you. Oh, and I'd like a sponsor. God, I'd like a sponsor. Please help. Thank you. Thank you, Surrey C. Jane S., it's your turn, followed by Devorah. Good morning, Jane. Well, good morning. Uh, my name is Jane S., and I'm uh, grateful to hear myself say today that I am uh, recovered and I'm neutral around food. Oh, my God. Uh, and it was six months ago, or I mean, yeah, six months ago that I was able to start this journey again. Um, and I've started this so many times uh, over the past 12 years. And uh, this line in this group has saved my life. You know, you've helped to transform me and um, helped me to find a God that is just an amazing part of my life today. And uh, I just can't thank you all enough. And happy anniversary to, uh, I guess, us. <laughs> Uh, which I heard yesterday, amazing meeting. Um, so the fifth step, uh, it's taken me 12 years to be able to do a fifth step like I did uh, a few months ago because I've never been clear of the food, honestly. Jane, we're truthfully. having trouble hearing you clearly. Oh, no. Okay, how about now? Is that? Wait a minute. Let me do something different. How about now? Is that any better? Not really. Oh, apparently you're fine. It must be my line. Okay. okay. Please go ahead. We hear her. Hi, Jane. Did we lose you? I can, I can hear you, Jane. Okay, can we move on, please, to Devorah S., and we'll come back to Jane S. Hey, this is Devorah S. Good morning, everyone. My name is Devorah S., and I'm a Republican Republican from New Jersey. Hi, am I being heard okay? Yes, thank you. There's some background noise, but we can hear you. Okay, thank you. So this is perhaps difficult, especially discussing our defects with another person. And honestly, when I came into this program, picking up my phone and calling my sponsor every day and telling them what I was going to eat, that was very, very difficult, exposing myself like that and admitting that um, I had this, that I had to, um, you know, this problem with food and talking to another person and outlining everything that I had to eat that day, every day. Um, to me, that was very difficult as well. And, you know, thank you, God, you know, I'm beyond that. You know, thank God. This is a program of action and progression, and we move on. And, um, um, you know, so here I am at my step five, admitting to myself my defects of character with another person. And, you know, this is what this program is all about, getting out of ourselves and getting out of our ego. You know, nobody came into here saying, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is, yeah, I've always been dreaming to do this for my whole life. You know, but we we come to do this because we want to get better. 
You know, we saw what the food was doing for us, to us, and it was, it, it was killing me. Um, and this is a WE program, so it makes so much sense that we, this is what we have to do, to talk to another person and to tell another person exactly what we did and, and, and to admit it. Um, so, you know, because if this was an I program, you know, then whatever I was doing all along wasn't really working very well, was it? You know, uh, how many diets were I on my whole life um, until I got into this program? And had to really conform to these ideas and these principles and the fellowship. Working together with other people, that's what this is all about. Learning from one another and, and, and trusting, um, you know, the fellowship and, 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 and my power greater than myself. So, you know, doing this step really just reveals to me another aspect of my powerlessness and that I need to to talk to another person and to admit these defects of character so that I can get better. And how freeing is that? Um, and you know what happens usually? I know what happened with me was my sponsor, my sponsor said to me, you know what, you are not unique. Because I thought I was so unique and I'm the only one who did this stuff. And um, it was very revealing to me that we're all the same here. When I take, ten, when I take this step from people, it's like, they're no different from myself. You know, we're all in the same boat. We've all done that same stuff. We all hold this. No one is, is, um, is unique in this program because we all have this stuff. We're all human. But thank you, God, today that we have a plan. We have, a, we have the tools here to help us and, and, and to live each day according to what God wants us to be. And how beautiful is that? Because you know, we never grow out of this. This is something that we do every day. You know, I'll do this until the day I die. And how, and how beautiful that is because I'm looking to strive and to grow closer and to, um, to emulate um, God's character that he wants us to be. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah S. For those of us who might have come on the line a little bit later this morning, we are studying the chapter into action. We're on page 72, the second paragraph. This is perhaps difficult. Reading through 10 lines, ending with the best reason first. And if you shared on Thursday or Friday of last week, we ask that you step back and let others have a turn. And please say your name just once. It does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share? Nancy P. Linda Mary D. in Fort Worth. Kelly S. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Out of everybody who put their name Kathy forward, J. I heard Kelly S. and Kathy J. So could you please say your name, the people I missed? Nancy P. Fort Worth. Linda D. Okay. Thank you. I've got our lineup now. Kelly S., Kathy J., Nancy P., Linda D., and there was somebody, I believe, from Fort Worth. Who was that, please? Good morning. It's Harriet. Are you the lady from Fort Worth? Yes. Thank you. All right. We've got our lineup. Kelly S., Kathy J., Harriet P., Sorry, Nancy P., Harriet, and Linda D. Kelly, could you please start us off? 
Sure. Good morning, guys. This is Kelly S., Recovered Compulsive Eater and Bulimic in Oklahoma. Um, I just wanted to share on this paragraph because, um, so, you know, I was um, willing to do this step because I'm kind of a good little soldier. I'll just, like, do what I'm told. But um, what we know today is, of course, that it's about um, the exact nature of our wrongs. And like others have shared, you know, telling my story is one thing, but really getting into the exact nature. That's where the humility comes into and getting out of ego and all those things. So the part I really wanted to share was that, um, you know, it says they took inventory all right, but hung on to some of the worst items in stock. They only thought they lost their egoism and fear. They only thought they humbled themselves. So, you know, for me, it was like, not having full disclosure and um, because of those exact natures, you know, my ego gets so involved and it still does on my daily basis when I'm doing like 10 and 11. And I know we're here on form five, but you know, what I've noticed is that about that complete honesty with somebody else. And for whatever reason, these steps are written in a we and have been since whatever, 1938, right? And this book has not been changed. Why is that? Because it works. And I need you guys to also help me get to God. So what did we learn earlier in we agnostics? You know, the problem is I have lack of power, right? Lack of power. It's not lack of the perfect food plan or lack of the perfect sponsor or lack of the perfect vision for you meeting. It's lack of power. And all of these things are wonderful, but that's what gets me to power. And I've heard a person on this line who shares this, I swear to God, every freaking time she shares, because it's the message I need to hear, that whenever I am dishonest in any way, in any area of my life, no matter how small, I'm basically putting up a sign that says, keep out God. And when I do that, I can't get to that power. And that's the power that's going to help me get through life, right? And so I'm blocked. I'm blocked with ego. I'm blocked with fear. You know, I'm lacking humility. And until I really get completely honest in all areas of my life, in my daily, my daily struggles, my daily defects cropping up, those exact natures, that selfishness, and self-centeredness that I don't want to see, and I don't want you to see, because I want you like me. I want you guys to think I'm like the best. I'm the wellest. I'm the most recovered, right? No matter how long I've been around. Well, guess what? That got me back in relapse. So today I've learned. I don't want to put that sign up that says, keep out God. So I don't want to go back. I've been back, and it sucks. And today I'm willing to have full disclosure, try to get out of it and go. <laughs> that is a struggle, man, every day. And, you know, walking through this stuff with fear, having faith that God's going to hold my hand and you guys too, the WE program. So I need all of you. Glad to be here. Thanks, Lynn, for your service. I pass. Thank you, Kelly S. Kathy J., it's your turn, followed by Nancy P. Welcome, Kathy. Hi, it's Kathy J., uh, compulsive overeater recovered in uh, Illinois, um, coming in since 91. Um, and, you know, recovered that word. Um, I don't know if it's intimidating to people who are new, but um, I've gone in and out of that word um, and had a lot of a lot of um, lot of years of really good abstinence and um, and health. And it's because I took this step. But before I always took inventory, I was merciless. I always knew exactly what I was doing wrong and went over and over and over it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do about it. And I love talking about my woes. Oh, you won't believe what they did to me. And I told them, do you know, the fact of the matter is, I also was even willing to admit 
to other people. Oh, God, you know what I did? Oh, I, I'm so sucked. Do you know, the, the problem was I didn't have step three first. With God, it's loving inventory. It's, it's identifying inventory with, uh, in five with someone else. And finding out I'm not, um, my mistakes aren't so much worse than others that they, and they stuck in my head. I did relapse a couple years, several years ago, because there was something I withheld that was so deeply hidden. I didn't want to, didn't want to disclose it to somebody else or, you know, didn't know how to work the, the rest of the steps on that particular thing. But once I was desperate enough, I did. And ever since, I've been out of relapse and I've been in re- recovered because you can't hold anything. And if you're in for a long time, stuff comes up and you got to do it. You got to do it. You got to tell someone. But that's the difference. With God, I'm learning, growing, changing, identifying. And when I was in the food, I was, you know, beating myself up, hating other people. I mean, it was a mess. So. For new people, just those little miracles that you can feel God or synchronicity coming into your life, doing what someone else told you to do in the program and you do it and it works out, those little things will add up to the, you know, and when you hear other people share, um, you know, what they've done so easily and laugh about it, it, it just takes your shame. It takes your shame. So lastly, the the thing that my brother did with, you know, and uh, that I hid, I was able after I told someone and worked the steps on that particular thing to be of better use to someone who had that happen to them to reduce their shame and isolation with it. So love you guys with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy J. And Nancy P, it's your turn, followed by Harriet. Please go ahead, Nancy. Hi, good morning, Lynn. Thank you. And good morning, everybody. Nancy P. here in West Newton, Massachusetts, right next to Boston. Uh, this, this is a life and death mission. I am a real compulsive overreader. I'm never going to get better. I'm always going to get worse. And doing what they call a solitary self-appraisal is just another way for my sneaky, lying, cheating, stealing mind to try and skate and to use half measures. And newsflash, half measures don't work. Left to my own devices, I will always try to game the system. I will justify my defects and try to give value to things that are worthless, or I'll try to inflate their value. I'll be like a carnival barker. Step right up, folks. Try out this failing business that has a bunch of stuff that doesn't work. It's really attractive. When we bought our house, we paid someone to come and go through it with us to give us a professional appraisal. And the guy shows up, I swear, with a screwdriver and a hammer. And he poked at the wood, he tapped the floors, and he pried at the siding, and he, you know, he found all this stuff. But it was the best money that we spent because we knew where we were, and none of the money that we spent was wasted. This book tells me the best argument, if I don't do this, I will pick up again. And the question comes back to the beginning again. Surrender, surrender, surrender. A self-appraisal allows me to do what I had always only ever been willing to do, which was to eat and be thin. Please make me thin and serene, and I promise I'll do all that other stuff I cross my heart. And that allowed me to stay in the place of talking smack about recovery. Doing it myself allowed me to keep a secret, a bunch of things that were like stray cancer cells that metastasized and rotted me from inside. 
and it isn't an easier method. It doesn't work, and the book says so in black and white. When I bring another person into it, not only do I scrape away all the decay, but it shows me again how priceless fellowship is. I already know what I did. My conception of this thing that's taking care of me knows, and my sponsor didn't care and for sure doesn't remember. And knowing that I was going to be okay, the absolute trust that I had in the process, which I gained inch by inch, you know, getting to this point, I, I gained trust, um, validated the idea of my entire life that nothing was going to change until everything changed. And in the end, it wasn't even that hard. I was a bit afraid, but that was only because, you know, fear is the anticipation of pain. As has been said before, the only hard part was the surrender way back in the beginning. Surrender, surrender, surrender. It's the gift that keeps on giving and it keeps me on the right road. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. And Harriet, it's your turn, followed by Linda D. And could we have the initial of your last name, please, Harriet? Hey, this is Harriet C. in Fort Worth. Thank you so much. Um, Y'all also know me as Seneca, but I'm grateful to be here. I miss talking to y'all. The purpose I'm here is to make peace with food, to make peace with you, me, and God. And step five in the reading, it says, trying to avoid this humbling experience, they turned to easier methods. Almost invariably, they got drunk. They ate again. Having persevered with the rest of the program, they wonder why they failed. Well, I am a relapse survivor, and the reason why I found out is that there's a God, and I ain't it, and that is why step five can be very hard, because humbling myself, realizing, wow, I really do have this freaking disease of compulsive overeating. I will do it again and again and again. It teaches me I ain't God. In my, in my flesh, in what I want to do, I will do that. But what is it? What is part of all of our story? What is the worst thing that I've ever, ever done? This is a freaking anonymous program. If there's, there's thousands of people, you could tell your story to a drunk on the, on, the, you know, on the side of the road if you wanted to. It doesn't matter. It's getting it out. It's getting clear that I, that's why I'm here. I finally have to say that I'm a part of you when I start to admit my shit, when I start to admit that I have wronged others, that I've tried to hold on so tightly to when others have wronged me that now it's, done, it's messed me up. And admitting that, I'm, that I have made mistakes, it's just I'm refusing. I'm refusing the recovery this year. How free do I want to be? That's the question. If I do truly want to live free of the food and live at peace, I have to get it out. I have to say it. I have to look at this inventory and know that there's a loving and caring God, merciful, that wants me to be free so that I can freaking help somebody else get free. Oh, my God. How many people are dying from, from this disease? Right here in these rooms, it was me at one point when I didn't want to continually turn over my crap. And it's admitting to God and to myself and to you that there is a God and I'm not it, and that's the bottom line. Thank you so much for letting me share. Pass. 
Thank you, Harriet. And Linda D., it's your turn. Please go ahead, Linda. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. I live in Connecticut, and I'm uh, so grateful to be with you. I cannot do this alone. I'm recovered. It's incredible to me that I'm recovered because I didn't believe there was a higher power. I'm sure there wasn't one. And when it says, and I was wrong, um, it says this is perhaps difficult. Perhaps difficult? I was terrified. The only thing that was more difficult was being me alone because I was so beat up, so betrayed. Someone used that word. That's a very good word. How am I going to trust you? I'm going to get into this. It'll be like quicksand. You'll suck me in, and i got to do all that. It's overwhelming, the stuff that went through my mind. If I go, if I surrender, I go into a program. I find a sponsor. There's a truth inside of me. It will know whether I will know because of that truth. I will know if this person is the right sponsor. And the right, for me, the right sponsor, because I didn't know if God was real or care. The right sponsor is gentle but knowledgeable, is not just somebody out there. Somebody who has done this work does this work because it is a life and death mission. I have a disease. It's not going anywhere. And every single day, walking through fears with, you know, all of you people, my sponsor being guided, getting some advice and taking it back to, to my core. Is this true? Let me try. Just let me try. And it's quite a while later, because I've been here a really long time, and I know that there's power in the universe. I know that, that I'm part of it. I know how to plug in. You will, too. Just jump, and the net will appear. This works. 100%. But will I stay in it today? That's the question. I'm in it right now. And I'm going to stay in it. Is it easy? Sometimes. Is it hard? Sometimes. It always works. And it is surrender, surrender, surrender to the truth. And eventually I will find out, wow, there's something big going on in the universe and I'm part of it. And it's love. I pass. Thank you, Linda D. Thank you to everyone who shared. And thank you to Team Monday. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for this morning, Monday, July 19th, the 7 a.m. meeting, is 17382. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Nancy P. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, good morning, Lynn. Thank you for letting me share. Good morning, everybody. Nancy P. again. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.